Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Recently, a listener took out a smartphone, waved it, and asked, Should I be carrying this with me everywhere? Can someone listen in on my conversations using this phone? What does it know about me? Those are very good questions, and they bring up a topic that's very relevant as one year ends and another begins. So today, let's talk about a New Year's digital tune-up on our digital gear, whether we're talking about computers, smartphones, in-home wireless networks, or hot new items such as smart speakers like Amazon Echo and Google Assistant, as well as internet-connected doorbells, baby monitors, and for better or worse, an increasingly long list of web-connected items finding their way into our homes. So just what is a digital tune-up? We think we might have made up this particular term, at least the way we're using it here, but a lot of folks have had the idea as long as there have been personal computers, which, by the way, is approaching 40 years, depending on when you start counting. The idea is akin to tuning up your car's engine to make sure it's operating efficiently and safely, and won't fail you in one way or another when you need it most. Digitally speaking, way back when there was only a personal computer to deal with, the idea was to go through all the stuff that had piled up on your computer's storage system during the past year, get rid of what you didn't want or need anymore, back up the rest, and make sure that your computer's operating system was up to date. It took a little time, but the resulting improvement in performance and the comfort of knowing that all was well with your data and system was well worth the time invested. These days, the same results accrue, but the time investment is, not surprisingly, a bit greater. What we refer to as a digital tune-up today includes all the steps just mentioned and, in addition, includes making sure that not only our personal computer's operating system is up to date, but that the operating systems of all the devices we use are up to date. All of the applications that we use on any of those digital devices are up to date, including good quality antivirus software, and that all of our device's storage systems are working properly and backing up our valuable personal data. And alas, that's only the first level of tuning up our digital devices. Recall those three questions that the listener asked about a smartphone. Should I be carrying this with me everywhere? Can someone listen in on my conversations using this phone? What does it know about me? Here's one set of answers that we would offer. Should I be carrying this with me everywhere? Well, if you think the benefits outweigh the price you're paying in personal privacy, yes. Can someone listen in on my conversations using this phone? Probably yes, especially if you haven't tuned your phone to reject such attempts however unlikely you think they may be. What does it know about me? Well, pretty much everything about your life, if you let it. Smartphones, in combination with all of the other digital devices in our lives, can paint an amazingly complex and, alas, chillingly accurate picture of who we are, what we care about, who we vote for, what our religious beliefs are, how much wealth we have and where it is, who our friends and family are, where we go, what we do, all, as we've mentioned before, more accurately than our close friends 
or even a spouse. Controlling what information about us is available on our devices and where it goes is the next part of the digital tune-up's focus. The goal is to make our devices work for us instead of us working for our devices and for the companies that monitor what we do with those devices. We do have to be honest here and point out that there are things we don't have personal control over when we do use our digital devices. For example, when we make a phone call, whatever phone company we use has a record of who we called, when, and how long that call lasted. The company needs that information to bill us. It's no surprise that it's also very revealing information if it goes into the hands of marketeers or law enforcement. But if we want to use a phone, that's part of the privacy cost. If we search for something on the internet, our internet service provider knows what we did. And again, there may be legitimate business reasons for that information to be gathered. In both cases, we as individuals can't do a lot about that gathering of personal information. What those companies can and cannot do with the information that they have about us is something that society has to decide. And at the moment, society has not done much deciding at all. Individually, though, we do have many choices about what we want others to know about us. If that is something that we want to have some control over, then it's time to move on to the next level of our digital tune-up and make sure that the settings on our devices and on the applications that we use on those devices reflect our choices and not the choices of companies that want to profile us and make money selling our personal information. In coming episodes, we'll discuss some of the steps that we can take to tune the digital devices we use every day to not only work at peak efficiency, but also to reflect our personal values and use of personal information, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Music